0: This is Optimal Finance Daily, episode 114. I make fun of marketing, but I'm not immune to advertising. By Kate Flanders of kateflanders.com. Get ready to maximize your potential with Optimal Finance Daily, the podcast that brings you the best content in personal finance five days a week. Your optimal life awaits. Now here's your host, Dan Warren. Hello personal finance fans, welcome to Optimal Finance Daily, where I read to you each and every weekday from some of the very best personal finance blogs on the planet. And today's post uh, is from Kate Flanders of kateflanders.com, and it's all about the power of advertising. But before we get into that, if you find this post helpful, or any of the posts that uh, I read to you for that matter, it would really be appreciated if you could come by oldpodcast.com and check out the How to Help page. We put a list together of many different things that uh, can help us out. So if you can take a look and support us in any way, you'll be helping to keep this podcast alive for as long as possible. So once again, come by oldpodcast.com and uh, simply look for the How to Help page, or you can go straight to oldpodcast.com slash support. And that's it for the housekeeping, so let's hear from Kate and start optimizing your life. I make fun of marketing, but I'm not immune to advertising. By Kate Flanders of kateflanders.com. Over the past few years, I've become more and more conscious of the marketing tactics used by companies to sell products. For example, when people talk about juice or tea cleanses that cost $50 or more and are packaged in beautiful boxes, I wanna scream, they're just trying to sell you something, eat healthy food and cut out caffeine and booze instead. When I hear girls talk about how much they spend on makeup, after someone told them X, Y, and Z would happen if they used A, B, or C, my heart sinks a little deeper into my chest. And when I hear someone say they want to do or try something because a celebrity talked about it on a show or they read about it in a gossip magazine, I literally want to wave a white flag and give up. To be clear, I wasn't always like this. Before being maxed out, I blindly went into consumer debt so I could fill my home with brand new furniture, books, and electronics. Even though I wasn't interested in clothes, shoes, or makeup, shopping was still a leisure activity I did with certain friends, and I owned much more than I ever needed, as proven in my recent purge. However, in placing myself on a tight budget for the two years it took me to get out of debt, I had no idea I would subsequently learn how little I needed in order to live a happy and fulfilled life. That's when I started paying attention to how certain things were marketed to us. As I said, I've learned how to identify and avoid buying the items in those beautiful packages. It's easy once you realize what the markup is on them. One look inside my makeup bag proves I only ever buy a few basics. And while it's impossible to avoid celebrities entirely, I think I'm long past the stage of my life where I'd want something just because someone else had it. I know I don't need things to make me happy, and I certainly don't need anything to prove my status to the world. But as I learned this past week, my standpoint on this subject is doesn't necessarily mean that I'm immune to advertising either. For some backstory, I don't have cable. I still stream TV shows and watch them on Netflix, etc. but I haven't had cable since 2012 and I rarely miss it. Nowadays, we can stream the news and the Oscars and anything else you might want to see live. Even though I watch TV shows, I'm grateful I don't have cable because it means I'm not a slave to my TV and the never-ending stream of new shows and old favorites. With that being said, I have to admit that one of the things I enjoy about going home to Victoria or to a hotel is that I can sneak in a few episodes of something on cable. I won't sit in front of the TV for long, mostly because I can't stand the commercials, but a Little Property Brothers or Super Soul Sunday never hurt anybody, right? This week, however, I noticed that after a few shows and all their commercials had ended, I had this intense urge to shop and for some things I usually couldn't care less about. After Super Soul Sunday, for example, I wanted to buy a few books. There's nothing unusual about that for me, especially since Oprah usually interviews authors and discusses their latest work. However, after some other shows, I also felt the need to buy BB cream. I don't even really know what this is. Nail polish, which I don't need, and new laundry detergent, which I'm allowed to buy but don't need yet. I obviously didn't rush to any stores right that minute, but it stuck around in my subconscious. Later in the week, I had to go to Target to buy one thing in all women's favorite aisle to shop in once a month. To get to that aisle, I had to walk past all four cosmetic aisles. The last one had CoverGirl on the end. I used their eyeliner and mascara. And without thinking, I turned to walk down it. As soon as I started to look at the display, I realized not only that I wasn't supposed to be there per the shopping ban, but that the simple act of shopping in a cosmetic aisle was really foreign to me. When I shop for makeup, it's just something I pick up and tick off my shopping list. What the heck was I doing down this aisle now? Well, the bright white light sucked me in and I was now staring at that freaking BB cream I saw on TV. I can't pinpoint the specific commercials that made me want to shop, but I know from studying many others that these products were likely advertised to do one thing, fix a problem. I recently watched some great examples of this in BBC Two's three-part series, The Men Who Made Us Spend. Since the 1950s, companies have been selling products by instilling a fear that something will go wrong if we don't own this, that, or the other thing and in every color under the sun. While I like to think I'm smart enough to know when something is a marketing tactic, I can't deny that good ads can stir up a reaction which could ultimately lead us to buy a product. It may not happen instantly, but they can at least get us to think about a product and buy it later. Nevertheless, I still haven't caved. I walked out of Target with just the one box of what I went in for and have decided it's probably best if I never know what BB cream is. However, I'm now conscious of the fact that I'm not as immune to advertisements as I once thought. Hopefully, this shopping ban just brings extra clarity to the different types of marketing tactics I'll face on a daily basis going forward. When was the last time you were almost sold on a product? You just listened to the post titled, I make fun of marketing, but I'm not immune to advertising by Kate Flanders of
1: kateflanders.com. It's no secret that something always comes up when you're running a small business. It's time to take the pain out of payroll benefits and HR and put the joy back in running your business with Gusto. Gusto's payroll and HR services can make it a little easier. Gusto was designed for you, the small business owner. They take the pain out of running a business. Automatically calculating paychecks, filing payroll taxes, setting up open enrollment. Gusto does it all. Want more? Time tracking, health insurance, 401k, onboarding, commuter benefits, offer letters, access to HR experts. You get the idea. With Gusto, you can focus on the joy of running your business. It's super easy to set up and get started. And if you're moving from another provider, Gusto can transfer all your data for you. It's no surprise 94% of customers are likely to recommend Gusto. 94. Here's the best part. Because you're a listener, you get three months totally free. All you have to do is go to gusto.com slash OFD. Again, that's gusto.com slash OFD. I'm telling you, you're going to love Gusto. Get started today.
0: Once again, you can show your support for this crazy idea of reading blog posts to you for free just by coming by oldpodcast.com slash support. There are a bunch of things you can do to help us out, financial or otherwise. And that's it for episode 114 of Optimal Finance Daily. I'll see you tomorrow in the Friday show where your optimal life awaits. Hello, Life Optimizer. This is Justin Mollick, creator and producer of this podcast, but also Optimal Living Daily, the show where I read to you from even more blogs covering finance,